Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. It's The Fan Early Morning Show. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. It's The Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber and you can apply online at 84lumber.com. Well, a little bit to get into. Kind of a mellow point in time. During the season, there's not baseball almost every day, so that makes me kind of sad as a baseball fan. But I'll get over it because the Steelers have my attention plenty so far this month, so uh, we'll talk about them as well. Steelers exclusively today, but you can call and talk about baseball playoffs if you want to. Uh, the Penguins are still uh, in preseason, almost done with preseason, but if you want to call and talk about your expectations for them. If you want to continue to reflect on the Pirates season, you can do that as well, but mostly Steelers today. Although I will say this, I mean, there's a lot of uh, thoughts floating around out there that are talking about, okay, which team is most likely to win a playoff game next? Apparently that's the Pirates. Now, they got to get there first to be able to do that, but the Penguins have struggled in the first rounds. I guess they won playoff games. They just didn't win the series, so maybe they get more of a pass. So maybe they'll get there first. The Pirates, though, between the Pirates and the Steelers, looking more like the Pirates, isn't it? Hmm. Go baseball. Definitely more exciting now, too, with those new rules. Don't forget, games are down on average. Stolen bases are up. More of the best parts of the game are being accentuated, you could argue, so that's good. Now, the Steelers got a lot going on. And you can call 412-928-9370. You can call and talk as always. I've got some differing opinions from what you may have heard, so we'll get to those. But you can call 412-928-9370 and express your own opinions. You can also hit me up on X at Callus underscore 33. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. Uh, you can talk to me there, tag me in a post, and uh, I'll read it and answer it if you do that. Between you know five and five forty when I'm on, I'll also respond off uh, or I'll respond in written form too to many of these tweets if uh, or these X posts. I don't know what to call them, but you know what I mean. I'll respond at some point whether I get to it on the air or not. But uh, you can talk to me on X. You can call me again four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero and let's talk. Uh, Mike Tomlin spoke yesterday uh, at his press conference. Spoke for about a half hour. And he sounded a little more stressed and anxious than usual. Now, I uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I never know what's going on with Mike Tomlin. And maybe he wants it that way. 
and that's fine. And maybe he's truly trying to trick media, and he really has that in his mind on how to deceive the media so he can go on his own and do his own thing and say his own thing. And I'm starting to get not really starting. I am annoyed by that. I am, I have been in the past too impressed at how clever he's been and deceptive he's been with the public. But that was when they were, they were relatively successful and they were winning and the gimmicks were kind of part of the deal right now. I don't expect the team to make the playoffs every year realistically. I know we Steeler fans, I hear many of you call in and say, that's the Steeler way is playoffs every year and Super Bowl or bust and no, we never tank and that's not good and that's, you know, that's fine. Sure, you can think that way. But the reality of life is that the Steelers will not make the playoffs every season. But mostly, I mean, under Tomlin, they've had respectable and even great seasons. And so it was hard when you had the Mike Tomlinisms, right, when he was saying nonsense, when he had a certain attitude, when he displayed some arrogance. It didn't really it didn't really bother us all because we knew in the end, okay, well, the goal's being met here, right? 10, 11 win seasons with consistency and playoff appearances, playoff wins, and a legitimate contention for the Super Bowl. Every year. Right? Or getting deep into the playoffs, and that's what we like. See, but now the, the gimmicks don't they don't resonate very well. I mean, you're starting to see now, like, he's been more vulnerable, and in that press conference, he sounded a little more vulnerable than I've heard him in a while. Like, it sounds like there's some tension swirling around with him. Like, he's still listing off his Tomlinisms, and he's still, you know, he's not answering everything, and he's answering by not answering, but, I mean, it's just the feeling's getting a little different. You know, before we always used to rage and we would yell, right, like, fire Tomlin, and I haven't always supported that. Last season I said for a good chunk of the year that maybe a change, I don't care if he gets hired somewhere else or not, maybe a change would be a good thing. And then this offseason happened and I thought, oh, okay, on paper they're they're pretty good and they should be coached to, you know, have a great season and finally get past the first round of the playoffs. After four games, doesn't seem like that. It seems seems less likely. There's a lot more pessimism I have in that goal looking at it now because if you can't beat a team like the 49ers or the Texans, you can't you can't do that. You can't make it through the playoffs. And if you struggle with teams like the Browns and and the Raiders, that's not a good sign either because they're toward the bottom of the league. I guess the Browns are still 2-2, two and two, but like they weren't playing well, and neither were the Steelers. And those are the two types of teams that you're not going to really face if you make it to the playoffs. The, the gimmicks that Tomlin has been throwing out that they're not really working anymore, and he tried to take the arrogant approach after the win against the Raiders, like, oh, Mojo's fake. Still think that should be hashtagged and branded in Pittsburgh. Right. He says the the mojo wasn't real. I just fed you guys something. And then they lose to the Texans. And now it's like, ah, uh, well, you know, yeah, we got to get better. We got to get better. Uh, the offense is struggling. And, 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 I mean, and the Steelers' run defense has been exposed as well. I'm willing to go out there and say that. 
uh, and I believe I said that on Monday, but if I didn't, I'll admit it now. The Steelers' run defense has been exposed, so now the defense has a weakness. That that ever-present, uh, very stubborn defense, um, the steel curtain of the modern era, uh, seems to have some holes in it, or maybe is made of of weak tin. But you get what I'm saying. Like there are so many things going wrong right now, and the the Steelers are being so exposed. It feels different in a way that it hasn't before. Like when they were when they were two and six last season, there was still like a feeling where it was like, okay, you know, could they pull it off? If anybody could do it, it's Tomlin. And then they almost did, which is kind of fun to watch. They were competitive for a half a year. You know, but they started out so poorly. They beat the Bengals, and we were on a high, and then they lost three or four in a row. Just felt different though last season. Like maybe they could pull it, pull it out. You know, if anybody could do it, it's Tomlin. And then they played better. Pickett played like we wanted him to play, like a first-round quarterback. And that brought high hopes into this season. Now. Now we're here, though, and now we're in. Okay, the following year is hit. The following year is hit, and okay, now what? The offense is not producing like it did last year, but the, the, but they're winning games, and yet they're losing games. Maybe they should have lost to the 49ers. That's whatever. To the Texans, though, a team that had run for 211 yards through three games, ran and ran and ran, and then ended up scoring 30? While the Steelers' offense for three of four games has not gone over 20 points? Yeah, you know, we're not even, they didn't even get 10 that game, but, you know, the the offense has been poor, and we we know that. It's pretty evident. So, really, that's what, that's, I'm seeing the tension now. I'm hearing the tension. I'm feeling the tension um, from Mike Tomlin. Because now it's like the, the arrogant game is not going to work anymore. Because even if you could sit here and say, well, the Steelers are 2-2, two and two, and, if they, and if they beat the Ravens, they'll, they'll have the tiebreaker in first place, and that'll be great. It's fine to think that, but also maybe it's not fine to think that. Because, you, know, you know, they continue to play poorly, and the trends continue to happen, and they continue to get exposed, and then what? We have another non-losing season, uh, or goodness, we make the playoffs, the Steelers make the playoffs, and... They lose in the first round, but you know Tomlin's contract is still justifiable. His presence is still justifiable. Like, oh, he still doesn't lose. There's a different feeling, though, now. I mean, the way he talked yesterday, it's a, it's a bit of a different feeling. I hope the arrogance doesn't come back. There's got to be some humble attitude with Tomlin. You know, I, I, I don't like the arrogance, especially when, when the team has – Significant flaws. I'm sure the league is paying attention as well, and when any team now comes to play the Steelers, it's like the opportunity. It's like, let's shut Pittsburgh fans up. Let's shut the arrogant Pittsburgh team up. And then they can because whether it's the weapons that aren't good enough, a lot of you think Pickett's not good enough, I'll address that uh, here this morning. Um, whether it's the coaching staff's fault, whether it's the owner's fault, management's fault, a misallocation of money, whatever it is, teams are not so much afraid. And teams actually take the opportunity, I'm sure now with the way that Tomlin presents himself in public, I'm almost certain that teams roll into Pittsburgh and they go, you know what, this is a rare time in our lives. The Steelers 
are a consistently beatable team. Let's do it. I feel like the Texans took that opportunity, exposing the running game, having a plan for T.J. Watt, which rendered Alex Highsmith useless, and they ended up scoring 30, and the Texans beat him 30-6. to six. I feel like teams are taking that opportunity now with the Steelers are weak. Now, the Browns are the Browns, it seems, other than one playoff game in 2020. The Browns are the Browns for the most part, and the Raiders... Could have won that game if Josh McDaniels would have uh, took the points, taken the field goal, and then uh, uh, and then tried to get the ball back, or trusted his defense to get the ball back. So a missed coach, uh, a missed coaching decision there, cost the Raiders a win, but very likely could have been a win for them. The Steelers scored twenty three points to their credit as well, but that was one in four games so far this season. So you get my point. I mean, teams are coming in here, and they have legitimate chances to beat the Steelers all the time. And based on their offseason, based on how much they spend, uh, based on the talent that I believe they have, that, that shouldn't be happening. So Tomlin, a little tense. It's evident. It's a different feeling now. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Seems you may be a little bit uncomfortable. Let me get to your thoughts now at 412-928-9370. Uh, good morning. What's your name? Good morning, Nicholas. It's Stan. How are you? Uh, I'm not, you know, feeling great. Not feeling great. Steelers got me down a little bit, but what's on your mind? Well, I have a crazy question for you. Would you take Chase Claypool off the bargain rack from Chicago. Obviously, he's on the bench. They want a fifth or a sixth, but he knows the system. He's been here. Uh, he did reasonably well here. Would you give up a sixth-round pick for him who may be able to flourish in his second go-around? Stan, I appreciate the call. Interesting question, but I'm going to say no. There's a reason why the, uh, the Bears don't want Chase Claypool around the team. And I think that Chase Claypool may have, you know, eventually been a part of uh, a negative culture within the Steelers' locker room. Like it had been rumored that he was in some controversy with uh, within the locker room in private with the team, and you don't want that. And I'm sure there's a reason the Steelers got rid of him. The fact they got a second round pick, and that second round pick was actually the 32nd overall pick. Um. Is is uh, is is great fortune, and and the Steelers need to keep that. And I know, you know, maybe you could say, okay, a sixth round pick might be worth it, but like, Claypool's not Antonio Brown, but he's also not. I'm not interested. Um, he hasn't been playing well. Uh, he hadn't played well with the Bears. He wasn't doing too well when he was with the Steelers before he got traded. And I think that he's just one of those negative influences that. Uh, wouldn't be worth it to to try to have a second go around. But I like the question. I mean, that's not a bad question. It's an interesting proposal, and maybe the Steelers would do it. But if it were me in charge, I would not. Got another caller at four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Good morning. What's your name? Hi, uh, Eric. Hi, Eric. What's on your mind? I am just. Uh, my question is, I just think 
it's a trust issue. I just look at the passing game. I look. I I truly think we're underestimating uh, Deontay Johnson being out. I mm. think Ken, you know they you know Kenny uh, talked on Big Ben's uh, podcast one day, and he asked him what what what's your favorite throw, and he said the back shoulder throw. It takes a lot of trust to know that you're receiving or you want them when you want them. And I'm just not seeing that. That that extra second he's holding on to the ball, I don't think he trusts Pickens to, or the rest of them to be where and when they're supposed to be. Sure, Eric. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Interesting point. Uh, trust is indeed important. Uh, now, Deontay Johnson. See, I don't necessarily think Deontay Johnson is a huge influence. Now, you might think so, and he's a consistent name, and you know we know that. Um that he's a big influence. But, like, for me, I've never really been a huge Deontay Johnson guy. I think he drops the ball too much, or he has in the past, and I don't know. I don't think he's that all that. Now, he could always get better, and he could continue to perform, and once he has consistent success, I'm sure I'll notice. But, you know, I don't think that with or without Deontay Johnson, this team is is scoring many more points than they have in those games. Now, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe he'll come back and the, and the offense will flourish, but Johnson was still a part of that uh, game against the 49ers where they lost 30-7. So, maybe. Maybe Deontay coming back and picket trusting him more might help uh, the, the offense be more cohesive. I don't know, though. I mean, uh, Pickett doesn't seem to trust a whole lot right now because he always gets to scramble away from the lack of blocking the offensive line gives him. And he also got to deal with Matt Canada's play calls. So, yeah, it could be. It could be, though. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't put it past that reality that Pickett, you know, may not trust the receivers or maybe Deontay Johnson's the leader he needs to be a number one receiver and, and make the offense run. So well, I'm kind of neutral on that point. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. I don't think you're necessarily right, but that doesn't mean you're wrong. Rolling from Castle Shannon calling in at 412-928-9370. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. What's up? Here's my recommendation if you want to listen to this and then you can react to it. Is that okay? Sure. When I grew a business from $40 million to $500 million, every year we did a strategic planning off-site meeting, got away from the business, away from phone calls, emails, the day-to-day, the tactical stuff, and did strategic planning and who we had to hire. Because at one point I had 35 direct reports all over the world reporting to me as a chief operating officer. It didn't work. I had to change and adapt to the size of the company and complexity. Sure. Tomlin's hit what's called the Peter principle. He's gone as far as he can with his old school way of teaching, and his talent on his staff has gotten worse mm. over the years, not better. What my proposal was after the Ravens game on Sunday when they went in there in first place, <laughs> Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, Andy, Art Rooney, all the captains and other key people needed to do a strategic planning three-day reset bring the OC and DC, the current ones, and talk about why you have the best team and the best roster, what Andy and Omar, who are very frustrated right now, but the guys aren't doing well. And when I say not doing well, the offensive line isn't handing off guys who are doing twists, basic twists, and they're not zone blocking them. The defensive guys are not covering receivers properly. So sit down. Do we, is it too complicated? How do we simplify the offense, the defense, put our best 11 athletes out in the field forget about whether somebody's a rookie or not who's our best 11 and strategically what do we do as a first place team coming out of the bye to retool 
reload, start thinking more strategic, add to the staff. Steelers are the only people who don't add to staff, and, and they've gotten worse in, in how to make investments. So take some of Tom's $12.5 million and give it to top assistant coaches, OCs, Byron Leftwich, Brian Flores. Bring those guys in whenever it makes sense to do that. But uh, they, 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 they don't have a strategic vision. Third-generation ownership with Art. He's not his father, Dan. He's not his grandfather, the chief. And Tomlin has hit the Peter principle. He's gone as far as he can with being a player's coach, but he's not strategic. And that's my recommendation. Go up to Nemecon Woodlands with about 12 of the top guys and figure this thing out. Roland, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, Roland's always entertaining. But, no, I mean, his point makes sense. Maybe that's true. And, I mean, Tomlin being stubborn with, oh, defense. <clears throat> De- excuse me, defense. Defense, The way the, that's the way to go. And, you know, spend a lot of money on defense and slowly develop the offense and and do things like, you know, trick people with jet sweeps. Like, that's never been done before. Well, no, it definitely has, and teams can see that coming. And there's nothing super special or elite about the Steelers right now. And the offense has been – subpar might be – might be a stretch. Maybe they're doing well worse than that. But okay, you know, they're subpar. They're not they're not doing well. So yeah, that's uh so Roland's points well taken. Um, you know, maybe Tomlin and his ideology, maybe it worked in a league where running was still prominent and running was still very straightforward and you had top level players that could stop the run and that could play elite defense. You had a crazy guy and a talented guy in Troy Palomalu um, back at safety. Um, and Mika Fitzpatrick's doing well, but Mika Fitzpatrick's also got the – is almost forced now to come up from a safety position and make tackles because the defensive line isn't getting through too much, and if T.J. Watt isn't working with Alex Highsmith well and they're not getting to the quarterback and they're getting blocked, there's nobody else left who, who, who can make a routine block like that on defense and, and Fitzpatrick's the only one that really does that. So I mean there's there's talent on the team. It's just being it's either misallocated or it's um it's not performing well. Now on the offensive side of the ball it's it's terrible. The defense is the redeeming quality of the Steelers. They seem right now to live and die by how the defense does. But the offense is a big problem. So maybe sit down. Maybe say, you know what, what makes us a first place team? What makes us a, a, a salvageable team this season, so I'm with you, Roland. That that all makes sense, um, and that and that's and that's fine. And I agree with you too. I mean, Tomlin's really, Tomlin really is, uh, maybe in the old school mentality of, uh, of football. Maybe that's not good enough for the Steelers anymore. Maybe somebody uh, younger at this point's got to come in, and somebody's got to say, you know, okay, let's let's change things up. Let's. Let's mimic or let's create our own interpretation of what a modern offense should be with passing and uh, and, a, and a strong quarterback presence. Uh, it all makes sense, and I think that that I think that that's possible. Like I'm not opposed to Tomlin being taken out. I'm not sure that he's the whole problem, but it's starting to seem more and more like that when he keeps Canada around and and, and tries to shield himself from from much of the responsibility uh, of his own ideologies and coaching style, for sure. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.